Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. Thank you for listening. This is the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm joined with my wonderful co-host, Eric. Eric, what's the most recent disc you've bought? I don't remember, but I think it's the APRX3s. Like 90% sure I haven't bought any discs after I got those, but... You're not allowed to lie on the podcast, Eric. Is it a lie if I don't know? Listeners, is it a lie if he doesn't know? But they're sweet. If you guys have a chance to get an AVRX3 and you're looking for a overstable approach disc that's not too overstable, money. Every time. Go pick one up. I'm going to have to pick one up. I got them cheap from like a used site, so that was cool. Send me one. No, I want both of them. <laughs> if I see them, I'll tag you in them, and then you can tell me you're not going to buy them right now. I know, I'd never have money when you were, like, picking out discs for me. If you're looking to support us, we have wonderful merchandise that we slaved over a hot computer working on. It's over at teespring.com backslash stores backslash oh no disc golf. Use the code oh no to get free shipping. We have a bunch of fun stuff going up on our Instagram and TikToks. We're currently doing a which color is best thing on our story so go check that out and if you guys vote for yellow i'm out i'm putting like the mortal Kombat sound over it it's it's a good time everybody likes polls right also i have a bunch of funny videos going up on tiktok testing out a bunch of tornado throws discs on there check us out over on the youtube we've been putting pretty much all of our content up there as well and we have a thriving Patreon with two wonderful supporters, Sean and David. Thanks again, guys. If you're in the market for a new disc or some disc apparel, head on over to starframediscs.com. S-T-A-R-F-R-A-M-E-D-I-S-C-S dot com. And use our code ONO to get 5% off. We got a pretty exciting episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about my tournament I just got done with for like less than... Five hours ago from rec- while we're recording this, Kyle's crying us a river, apparently, about something. I don't even know, so should be a good story for me as well. We're going to do a quick recap of the Mid-America Open, and we're going to do a top five serial mascots who would rip a disc and rip it good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we do most of our recordings uh, Sunday night before you know we start a work week. And I had a tournament this Sunday, and it was a long, long 52 holes, two-round course. Well, 26 holes around, but total of 52, 52 round, 52 holes, <laughs> 52, <laughs> 52 rounds in one day. Uh, so it basically broke down to playing the size of three courses. In one day. It's a lot of work. It was so much. And it wasn't just like a easy, you know, 
it's up and down and trudging through mud and jumping over creeks. Tell the people where you played. It's Freeland. Um, it was for uh, the Freeland Walleye Fest. All of the money went to benefit Lions Club and, oh man, I just blanked on the name. They're, they're raising money for something else. So got a t-shirt out of the deal. Everyone loves t-shirts. I didn't play very well, but... How'd you do? Uh, I don't even... I left before I got out of place. I was so tired, but... You um, almost I had, won. I had uh, a plus 12 and a plus 10 round, so... How yeah, do, but I... How'd you do a tournament and then not even know what you finished? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I knew I didn't do very good. I knew I didn't place, like, to get a prize, so... I just kind yeah, of snuck out. I was I'm like, sure. I didn't. I didn't do buy into like fifty fifty, and I didn't hit an ace, and I didn't hit CTP. So, gotcha. So you knew there was no money in it. So, yeah, no money, no prizes, and I was ready to go take a nap before I recorded. Yeah, bigger and better things. But I had a lot of fun. Met a lot of new people. Um, didn't throw any discs in the pond. That's always um, good. Had a, had a couple ace runs. Because I would have made fun of you if you threw a disc into the pond. Yeah, I told everybody I was on my card with about how I completely shut down what it felt like throwing over the water at hole three, and then right after, almost throwing in the water on hole three. Yep, it's a good time. Yeah, it's just, it's. I talked about it a couple podcasts back about how easy it is now, and the day after, I almost threw it in, just for a little clarification. If you want to hear that story, go back and listen. I think it's like three episodes ago, maybe like ten. Yeah, 10, something around there. Yeah, because it would have been right after I signed up for this tournament. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're putting yourself out there at least, like, you know, trying to play competitively. Yeah, I find I play much better at leagues and, like, just casual rounds with random people than I actually play tournament-wise. What's the pressure? Yeah, I don't know if it's just, like, mental, yeah, mental pressure, but... I do so much worse playing in front of people. I can't putt. I can't. I just can't putt. I'm decent at playing with people, but I don't know. It's just like something about a tournament. It's almost like when the tournament first starts off, I start to play so bad that I just don't feel like there's any way to like crawl out of the hole. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what goes through my head because I'm never like having a bad time. It's not like I'm like constantly beating myself up. I'm, you know, I'm just like, all right, on to the next hole, on to the next hole. But I just never actually get out of that hole. What are you going to do? Yeah. Just got to yeah. hop back out on the horse and try keep, it again. Yeah, keep on approaching it with that same attitude, and eventually you will have... I mean, you said you had a good part to the second round, right? Yeah, started off really good, and then just threw it all away really quick. And that was almost more frustrating than just like having a not-that-great round the whole time, but like just start off like that hot and... like. You know, get string three or four birdies in a row and then throw it all away in like a period of, like I think like four holes, I added like 10 strokes. So It's glass half full or glass half empty? Are you are you happy that you got the birdies at all or are you, you know, sad that know. you got did better? And It was much more frustrating after the birdies to head that route. I mean, I think either way, you probably would have been frustrated, but yeah. Yeah, I wasn't frustrated in the first round. I was having a great time, even though I was losing horribly, but whatever. Shit happens. On to the next one. Yeah, what are you going to do? I think course par 
I would have been two under. Because for the tournament, they put everything as threes. And I course par is like quite a bit different. So I think I would have been two under compared to course par for my second round, which isn't terrible. Yeah, count that as a win. Even for my first round. So not horrible, but... Playing everything as par three is really difficult. Yeah, yep. It's like hard to just like get that good feeling when you just make a par. You know, like on like the longer holes when you just hit par, it's like hard to really feel feel good about it. Yeah. No, I'd I'd be jazzed if I hit it on my far one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a seven hundred and sixteen foot par three. So you like could do it because you could like throw a three, you know, what a three sixty drive, then like a three sixty foot upshot or not upshot, but like second shot, and you could be like, I mean, but you'd have to shoot two perfect shots to get par, basically, right? Yes, and then still make a putt of some sort. Yep, it's all wide open. Yeah, so it's but there's a mando. Gotcha. It's almost worse when it's wide open, like those holes that you have all this room and you can like choose your shot is worse for me than like you have to throw this shot or else it's never going to work because then it's like it takes all the thinking out of it right and there's a a, you know holes on either side of it too but there's nothing in between them so the fairways are pretty much you're like almost aiming at each other the entire time it's a really interesting hole huh yeah fun fun place to get hit get smacked what are we talking about you're going to cry? I'm excited. No, this is just my, you know, my little bit of sadness over the, uh, my nuke. Oh, yeah. Now you remember? Yeah. I mean, I I knew it happened. I just didn't know that's what we were talking about. I, just, I don't have, I didn't play in a tournament, didn't do any tags leagues. I, I did play like three rounds, but it was me struggling against myself putting more than anything. I'm driving fine. Upshots are fine. I just can't putt. And fighting the wind. That is a lot of it. But yeah, I thought that the new Ezra Nuke, the Tour Series one, would be my new favorite thrower, and I threw it probably five times and then left it. Such a bad parent. I know. I feel so bad. Hopefully, whoever found that disc gives it a good home away from this disc abuser. (laughs) If you want to see a funny video, I made a video about it on the instagram and tiktok and it was a really pretty nuke it was so pretty i i feel so bad that i just left it and i didn't even notice until the next day so there was like no way that it was still there i don't have my number on it tisk tisk i know careless no cry cry so that that's that's me crying river play kyle in the future put sad music over all this yeah I'm playing the world's <laughs> smallest violin for you. Uh, it is. It is. That's really sad. Uh-huh. I've almost le- left a couple discs behind that I really like. So yeah, I've I've it. almost done it a bunch of times, but I, this is the first time that I've done it with like a disc that I had just gotten really excited about. It was a birthday present. Like, yeah, yeah. So. But luckily, I have an awesome wife who just, like, saw the pain and heard the pain and immediately decided to go, like, find another one for me. I have one video of myself throwing it. Mm-hmm. You just, like, play that on loop as you I missed caress, the window. It's not it. a good video. 
it's super those are so overstable so it makes sense why you would like it i i figured it would be like one of my new favorite discs and then i can put mine on like a 380 foot just nothing but hyzer shot and just like it'll like try to like flip up but it won't fully flip up so it'll just be like this big pushing hyzer for like 380 feet it's pretty sweet sounds like you can out throw me uh, on good days, maybe, but I don't know. You'll be you'll be throwing rollers when you come home. So, throwers, throwers. Yeah, if you saw me throw the uh, prototype from Tornado Throw, I am not good at rollers. They're tough. Went directly into a fence. Yeah, that one. That's a that's gonna be a sweet disc once they get all the kinks figured out in it. The as it sits right now, it's tough. It's a little bit uncontrollable. That's fine. Yeah. Mid-range, putter. Mid-range, perfect. Putter, oh, yeah. So, yeah, perfect. we finally, if you haven't watched the videos, we both got them in and both got to try the Tornado Throw prototypes out that we interviewed them last episode a week ago. And mid-range and putter are some of the sweetest discs I've actually thrown. Kyle would like the putter more if it was beaded, but it's a different discussion. But it's okay. I, for throwing, it's really comfortable. Yeah, it's a really nice putter. And then, yeah, the the fairway driver, they're already working on finding a way to get it to be max weight and to kind of adjust the flight characteristics of it. So that's cool. They're really just... Listening to the testers? Yeah, took took what the prototype testers said and, and already fixing their the problems. But it will be a very good beginner disc. If anybody out here listening has the prototypes... Save that disc for when you want to get, like, your kid or your girlfriend or wife, fiancé, whatever. Or your boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend, too, whatever. Someone who doesn't know what they're doing, like, you know, says they can't throw a Frisbee. Hand them that disc. Yeah, well, that makes them feel a little bit better about them throwing a Frisbee. But super fun mid-range and putter. I would I like them both. Yeah. Check out the Instagram, TikTok for the video and YouTube for the videos on that. Eric's going to have some review videos coming up soon. Yeah, I think I'm going to get them out and try them out in Cass City. I think that putter will be sweet for all the tunnel shots at Cass City. Definitely. Shape it however you want. Anyway, Kyle's done crying. He's not until he gets his disc in. Yeah, I need the other one in. So maybe by the time the next episode comes out, He won't be crying anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No more crying, Kyle. Also, this weekend, there was a Silver Series event called the Mid-America Open. Pretty exciting stuff. Really excited for who finished the top three. Uh, Most of the post-produced coverage I seen was by Central Coast Disc Golf. Not sure if other places put out content videos rounds but that's what i've been watching i missed the live coverage today because i was at my own tournament i caught a bit of it it was pretty good yeah there was a, the only thing that was weird is there wasn't a whole lot of scoring separation all the scores were really tight which you're not really used to seeing in like pro level courses right so maybe they got some configuring to figure out make it a little bit more difficult or yeah well, just even, like, make options for someone to, you know, people can... Throw different lines. Yeah, and then also people can mess up and quickly take a bogue. So 
just to kind of, you know, create that separation. I kind of liked how it was really tight. It was. It looks like a fun course. I mean, it, it just seemed like everybody had a chance, even up until the last round. Oh, yeah. Yep, they sure did. Except for the people that I picked. Yeah, so in our fire round game, we're tied up at 12-12. I won the Mid-America Open 4-2. Yay, Eric! Boo! Kyle didn't have a chance to pick Calvin Heimberg because he wasn't there. So how was I supposed to win? Yep. But yeah, picking Calvin Heimberg is like a bulletproof plan because there's no way he's going to play bad. Like, Has he ever played bad yet? Yeah, like even his, his worst days are just other people are playing out of their minds and he's just playing like good. It's ridiculous. But rounding out the MPO field, Emerson, Keith, and Chris Dickerson were tied for second at 25 under. And Kyle Klein... Michigan boy Kyle Klein take it down at twenty seven under. Love to see it. Yep, we're 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 Kyle Klein fans. We're fans of all of the disc golfers basically, but we're Kyle Klein fans. Love to see Kyle Klein at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, yep, he was killing it coming into day two, right? Didn't he do good? Yeah, he he had the hot round day two. Negative okay, 11. No, yeah, after day two, he he yeah, he, yeah okay was leading and just I think it. they dropped him down to 10 I don't know I could be wrong I'll have to go back and look through that but I thought I definitely texted you that he was had the hot round at 11 and then when I was just adding up the hot round scores it's I thought it said he had a 10 maybe well, I just can't Eric. read so yeah Eric can't remember I don't know numbers um, it was surprising to see Chris Dickerson not really pushing at the end of the round because I did watch it a little bit. Today? Yeah. He's the guy who, who comes from chase cards and comes from like three cards back and pushes, pushes. So the fact that he didn't, didn't was quite weird. take it down, yeah, it's pretty strange. Did you get to watch any FPO? I did. It was extremely competitive all the way right until the very end. Crazy to watch. It was all tight scores on the FPO side, too. So that that's always fun. Rounding out the top of the FPO field was Ellen Widboom at plus three, tied with Vanessa Van Dyken at plus three, and taking it down was Heather Young at plus two. Exciting to see Heather Young win again. You know, kind of a young star. So, boo! Just just try she's building up her confidence. Although she could learn to throw pink discs and put her purple ones in the bag. But I enjoy her commercials. Huge fan of her commercials. I am too. They're they're so funny. They are really quite funny. One of the only commercials that I really don't mind watching. Every time they come on I always always crack a little smile and a laugh. So thank you for that, Heather Heather Young and Prodigy. She was not who I betted on. No, I bet her on bet on her the last day. Proud, proud dad moment. <laughs> My team's doing it. You're her father. I get you. No. Yep, Just that's what you said. Coach. That's what coach. you said. That's what you proud said. Proud coach moment. Proud coaching moment. There you go. Yeah. Much better. Much more. Less weird. Mm-hmm. Much less weird. <laughs> So and it was exciting to not see, as much as I love watching Paige Pierce and Cat just tear the field apart, it's fun to see other names, 
up there because they weren't there. But yeah, you know, I like seeing the FPO field in its entirety. There was a lot of good competition, even though Paige Pierce and Cat weren't there. So, I mean, it was extremely entertaining to watch. Yeah, I think everyone's just already out in Kansas getting like training for DDO. Right, because that's that's really what a, it's a bigger one than. Yeah, I mean, this one's still a big, pro tour. I think it's a big, big money one. Right. Yeah, it's Silver Series, but then you got people like Ulaberry who just loves to play disc golf every chance he gets. Right. Give me every every just single like, yep. course. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to play. Right. Okay. We can do that. They know the course at DDO, so. It's the DDO is such a bomber course that they're like, well, we're probably not going to compete right towards the top. So, right. Yeah. If you don't have the distance. Yeah. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Yeah. So that was the mid America open. The dynamic disc open will be this following Friday after this episode airs. Which we're excited about. Super excited like about. Al- like always. Three, two, one. Top, Top five. five. Oh, yeah. Today, we are doing top five serial mascots who would smash at disc golfing. Not just they would throw far. They would also putt well and just overall score well on a disc golf course. So not just your distance thrower. Nope. I'll get it started off with Chip the Wolf or Chip the Dog, depending on when you look at the Cookie Crisp box, like what age you kind of grew up. There's like a dog thing on there, and then they recently transformed him into much more wolf appearance. I think it goes without saying that we're dog people, and that's why he deserves to be on this list. You just talked about how he was a wolf and now he's, or was a, you didn't talk about disc golfing at all. Oh, yeah. I just like dogs. So I think a dog character would be good at disc golf. Does he have thumbs? Can he grip a disc? Listen, we'll (laughs) talk about your characters once we get there. I have no idea if he'd be able to grip grip a disc. He holds a bowl of cereal. He (laughs) eats with a spoon. He does. So that's true. Maybe, yeah. Give him thumbs. He's got thumbs enough. There we go. My number five, the tricks bunny. Tricks are for kids. Discs are for bunnies. Discs are for bunnies. He wouldn't even need to use his hands. He could use his ears. What? Yep. What kind of cockamamie world do you live in? A cartoon world where that's possible. Fair. But yeah, tricks the bunny. Um, Kind of seems like he's pretty athletic. He's always running. Because he's trying to keep the tricks from kids? No, he's trying to eat the tricks because the tricks are for kids. But gotta get him away from the kids. It's basically stealing. He's a thief. He's like that person who finds discs, name and number on it, doesn't return it. And that's why he's my number five, not my number one. Gotcha. Eric, what's your number four? My number four is Snap from Rice Krispie, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. I picked Snap because I don't really know this, but I like to think of Snap as the oldest of the three. Maybe they're triplets. Maybe he's the youngest, but... I think of him as the oldest. I think he would probably play the best because he's the most athletic because he's the oldest. Did I say that already? I feel like I... I feel like you've said that like three times, but whatever. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I'm just kidding, man. He looks kind of short, so maybe he'll have like that Drew Gibson power. They're all kind of short, bro. Yeah. I mean, they 
apparently fit in rice cereal, so they have to be pretty small. It fits really well into my number four, Pop. <laughs> of Snack Crackle. It's Crackle. It's not Crackle. Crapple. Crapple. <laughs> yeah, Crapple. Snap, Crackle, Pop. He's Pop. Why? Because he's got Pop, bro. Mm. Gonna snap yeah, that but... disc right out of there. He he's. Oh, oh I think he's like the youngest. You use? He's the young. You he's the youngest of the bunch, and he has the most promise. The other ones are you know old and fragile. He's he's the real the real deal. Didn't you say he needed snap to snap that to disc pop out it. of there? No, to pop it. Uh, pop it out of there like a gun. Poof. Sounds like Pop might be a good putter, but I don't know if he's got the snap. To get them to the basket. All right. Well, what's yours have? Snap. My number three, I picked Quickie, the Nesquik bunny. Basically, I picked him because I didn't know there was a Nesquik cereal. Did it make your milk into chocolate milk? Yeah. Yeah. That's after. That's what I found out about it after I picked him. It's decided like the whole to pick thing. him. Yeah. And Kyle already took the tricks bunny. So I wanted a bunny because I feel like out of most animals, I think a bunny could be pretty good at disc golf. They got strong legs, you know, if they're hopping. And yours isn't a thief. Not that we know of. Yeah, I guess. Hasn't been caught. Yeah. I don't really, again, I don't remember the cereal, so I don't remember the commercials. But I do remember the Nesquik bunny, but from like the powder that you make mm, chocolate milk with. So, yep. Nailed it. Quickie is his name, in case you guys are ever curious. I'm sure they were. My number three is Captain Crunch. Is there an explanation needed? He has cannons. You can't put a disc in a cannon. You can't tell a mascot what to do. They can approach it however they want. No. (laughs) Anyway, he's a person, and he should be able to throw a disc fairly well. Oh, yeah, because he is a human. Yeah. Got thumbs. Does he have a peg leg? Yes, but I think that would just help with stability, you know? He could just like... Just like use it as his brace and then turn on his peg leg? Yeah. Gotcha. Makes sense. That'd be sweet, actually. (laughs) If you have a peg leg and you disc golf, hit us up. I want to know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the weirdest thing I've ever said. (laughs) My number two is Sonny the Cuckoo Bird. From Cocoa Puffs. Because he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I almost picked him. And the reason I picked him is because I think if they had a tournament, they could put Cocoa Puffs as the prize. And then he'd play really, really good because he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Don't you think he would just, like, you know, try and steal the prize and not even, or, like, cheat to win? Does he normally? I feel like, yeah. He's like a he's like an anything anything to get that prize. Like I'll so fucking he's like a drug addict. Murder the entire crowd to get those cocoa puffs. Well, I mean, if he did that, if he killed the entire playing field, he would naturally be the best one there. So it would still make him the best disc golfer in the area. Alright. Should have put him number one, maybe. I thought now I feel bad about putting him on it at all. Apparently he's a serial killer. My number two, Lucky from Lucky Charms. 
he's the great leprechaun that the kids are always stealing his lucky charms. There have to be lucky charms. Again, it, almost human-like, so... Short, though. Real short. Real short, but then magic. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, there's no rules against magic, so prove me wrong that he can't use magic. Huh. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like we'd have to make new rules. Eventually. But right now. But right people. now. But right now. No rules against that. So guess what? He's using magic to help him. At least until it's banned. Interesting. Interesting choice. I mean, I like it. My number one pick, the best serial mascot disc golfer that ever was or ever will be, is Cinnamon from the Applejacks. And the reason I picked him, he's tall and lanky, so he can really get that good, good, you know, body momentum to throw the disc far. And he's kind of like, you know, they play him off as a, as like the hippie type, so... Hippies are usually pretty good at disc golf, you know, or at least can throw a frisbee well. And in the Applejacks, Applejacks, <laughs> in the Applejacks commercial, he goes, "Cinnamon is the winnerman," so he's the winner naturally. You know what? I didn't remember what you were talking about until you said that, and that just triggered so many memories. I never liked Applejacks. I always thought they were disgusting. I really like them, but yeah. now now I get what you mean. That that would be a really good disc golfer. Yeah, nice and tall, lanky, long arms. He can skateboard. I don't know what that has to do with disc golf, but... Skaters move on to disc golf really easily. Apparently. Allegedly. Yep. So yeah, vote for Cinnamon. Cinnamon. My number one, the definitive, best serial mascot who would smoosh disc golfing, Tony the Tiger. They're great. I think I think Tony the Tiger would be an excellent disc golfer. Do you think he would beat Cinnamon? No, because Cinnamon is the winner, man. <laughs> no, but Tony the Tiger is great. Yeah. I mean, I've played great before, and I still wasn't the winner. Did Cinnamon work out? Because Tony the Tiger is ripped. But muscles doesn't necessarily mean... Explain Ezra Adderhold. He's not the best in the world. But he's getting there and he's like, whatever. Yeah, but... I'm just messing with you. Look at Calvin Heimberg. He's a string bean. I could see it. If Calvin Heimberg grew long hair, he would basically be cinnamon. Like, you know, like long, like falling back hair, not like long, curly all right, well, we'll have to we'll have to do some sort of a simulation. See who's going to be the best. Maybe we'll put up a poll on our uh, social medias. Yeah, do that after the colors. Yeah, because the colors are really important. Today we talked about Eric almost winning a tournament. Kyle crying. We recapped the Mid America Open, and we had a riveting top five. This time it was serial mascots who would smoosh disc golfing. Eric, we made it through another episode. Congratulations. Barely. We did it. 14 in the books. Call it. Go ahead and jot that down. Pretty excited. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The amount of people who listened to the last episode was awesome. I appreciate every single person who listened. Thank you for supporting. I mean, 
we that was our first guest so to have a nice response from our listenership was the best thing we could have hoped for we are uh you should we uh tease it yeah we're working on a bunch of guests so that's how's that for teasing it that's a good tease we have a forehand specialist that is going to come on and give you guys a run down on teaching yourself how to throw a forehand we got a couple disc dyers that have expressed interest, but we haven't heard back from them. But everybody's busy. It's life. And there's a million other disc golfers out there. Yep. Anyone who is interested in coming on and chatting with us, uh, we have a couple of resume questions or questions. And our first one and only one is, have you thrown a disc? Pretty easy. That's it. Don't forget, if you want to support us, head over to our merch store. It's teespring.com slash stores slash Ono Disco. We just put up some new t-shirts. We're working on some more designs, so you guys have a little bit more of a choice of what to wear. Right now, everything's pretty simple, which is nice, but we'd like to get more stuff up there, and we're working on it. Another way to support us is to head on over to our Patreon. You can donate there, or you can actually donate right on the Anchor page. And finally, another way to support us that helps you guys more than anything is head over to Starframe Disc Golf and use code ONO at checkout for 5% off. That's StarframeDiscs.com. And buy the discs so... I don't have to, and my wife gets mad at me. Yep. And if you guys don't get enough of us every Wednesday, you can find us doing other silly things and mostly disc golf stuff, but not always disc golf stuff, on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, or on YouTube, all Ono Disc Golf. We got a bunch of stuff up there. It's like 70% disc golf stuff. 30% silly videos of my dog and random stuff. If you made it to the end of the episode, as always, unless I have forgotten to say this, you guys are my favorite. A free way to support us is to head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Go ahead and do that now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. That's that's the last thing. I I, I had a little member, like a, you know, brain fart there. But thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Eric, we did it. We made a podcast. Episode 14 in the books. Bye. Later, guys.